What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Song here, aka BTZ, doing it nice, slow, and easy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. It's the Apple Bits XL for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. This is the show where we talk about kind of the big stuff happening in that Apple ethos and the greater world at tech as well. Now, we are in the holiday season. We're gearing up for CES, which I will be attending. I'll actually be working the event on behalf of CES, so I'm excited for that. So uh, if you're an attendee or I think uh, you follow them on social media, you'll probably see me on some of their stuff, which is cool. But what we're here to talk about this week, this is episode 199, which is also crazy to think about because I guess next week, technically, (laughs) it is going to be episode 200, 200 episodes of the Apple Bits XL podcast. That's insane. And uh, it's been a long journey being independent. And I've got to thank all of you all for allowing us to get this far, which is crazy. So what we're going to do this week in episode 199, I got a special guest, a returnee, Ray Wong from Input Magazine. We're going to talk about the highlights of this year. Let's call them the good apples and maybe the lowlights, whether you want to call them meh apples or bad apples. This is what this show is going to be all about. We had a long conversation. I think it's a great one that kind of really summarizes everything happening with Apple this year. All right, but before we do that, let's get to some orders of business. You know the drill if you've been here before. First of all, If you want to be a part of the show, I think it would be kind of awesome. I hope we get enough in time. I don't know if we will, but I would love to hear from you all directly to be put in our 200th episode. I would just love to hear your thoughts and, you know, maybe something about your take on your favorite Apple product this year and the thing that you're looking forward to the most next year. Keep it around a minute, minute 30, because I want to get some people in there. All you got to do is record a voice memo, send it into Apple Bits Show at gmail.com, that's Apple Bits Show, Apple Bits with a Z, and uh, we will get you in. So I'm excited to hear from you all. And then, of course, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support this show. It's how you support all my content. And you have for almost 200 freaking episodes. It starts at $2 per month, goes up to five, which is like a cup of coffee. Then you got the 10, the 25, and the $100 platinum Apple level. So thank you to all of you for your support. You get early access to content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version, no ads whatsoever, of this show. All right, let's get into it. Here we go. Here is Ray and myself talking all things Apple in 2021. All right, everybody, special guest in the house, Mr. Ray Wong from Input Magazine. Ray, what's up, buddy? Just dabbed on camera. Uh, this is so. I don't. I don't think I've ever done that. Like even in real life. That's, that's so. That's so. 2018, man. So, um, you know, welcome to the show. This is gonna be a fun one because as the year is wrapping up, we're gonna talk about our good apples. I guess our bad apples, or maybe things that they need to work on moving into 2022. So, Ray, before we jump into this, um, I'd love for you to kind of tell people who are watching and listening, you know, where they can find your stuff, how they can find you, and and what you do. Yeah, so I'm a senior reviews editor at Input. That's inputmag.com. And basically cover and lead our consumer tech coverage. So you'll probably have seen my reviews alongside, you know, uh, Brian's reviews whenever embargoes drop for big uh, tech products. Um, And you can find me on Twitter at Ray Wongy. That's R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y. 
All right, um, I'm gonna I'm rubbing my palms together because I think this is gonna be a fun one. <laughs> because I know I know you got the spicy hot takes. Um, so <laughs> I mean, I do you sometimes. Do. Sometimes. Oh, I've seen your Twitter. I stay sometimes like yeah, really, really, really. You're always telling me you're. <laughs> Really? <laughs> so okay, let's let's. This. You just you just like looking over my shoulder, Ray. Yeah, I'm like, why'd you do that? Did you, do you really want to send that? Do you really want to send that? Let's take this. All right, so let's let's get into it. You know, you're you're my guest here on the show. We're gonna start with the highlights or the good apples of 2022. This is gonna be different for everyone watching, listening, probably between you and me. But I'm mm-hmm. as my guest, I'm gonna let you go yeah. first. Okay. I mean, that's so easy. MacBook Pros, <laughs> 14 and 16 inches. I am coming to you guys from one right now, 14 inch. I mean, these computers are just so damn good. I mean, Apple just went and knocked it out of the park oh. by 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 kind of like going back to older older features, right? You know, like making the MacBook a little bit thicker. Um adding in the ports again, you know, uh, the SD card, MagSafe, um, HDMI for pros and for convenience. Oh my God. It has been such a godsend, even though like, it's kind of funny right now. I'm using this like blue snowball mic, with a, a dongle it's for USB-C. I'm so excited. About my, my mic is old. So, uh, I have a regular USB-A, so I do need a dongle still, but like, as a photographer, I shoot a lot of video. I shoot a lot of photos. The SD card, oh my god, mm. feels so good to have it back. Feels so good. I, I think that <laughs> people can't ooze over this machine enough. And I love how yeah. you know it's interesting. You know, you and I create content, and I think no matter what, a creator is going to fall in love with this machine. Like, there's no doubt about that. And then mm-hmm. the general consumer will love some of the kind of the bring back the ports may they may not use them all quite honestly if they're into that email web surfing, right right maybe do little photos maybe do a little video but even just having an sd card there for anyone uh yeah. quite honestly is is a big thing hdmi depending on how you use it it may or may not matter but the machine itself you know you talk about the ports let's all we obviously know the performance is off the unreal charts. whether you're an m1 pro or m1 unreal. max user how quiet this thing is. I don't know about you, Ray. I don't know how much you've been doing. How, do you, can you recall when the fan has even gone off on yours very often Dude, on your workflow? not once. Not once. You know, I, I was editing some video the other day and my PC was like going off. It's a small form factor. And then, you know, I was just like, my, my work MacBook Pro, which is like a 2018, 2019, uh, 13 inch, right? that thing is constantly going just like spinning. And I'm just like, there's no way to do like, you know, a, a call or anything like that uh, with, with the fan spinning. So, I mean, this thing is just so power efficient, so quiet. Like even when I, I think I'm pushing it a little bit and I'm not like, you know, I'm not a guy with like a premier pro and like after effects or anything. I'm not like snazzy Q or whatever doing real crazy shit where it's like, you know, really pushing the fans, making it like hum. But like, I feel like I've thrown a lot at it. I've got like, you know, 20 apps open, you know, Chrome maxed out with like 50 (laughs) plus tabs. Like this stuff, this stuff would like bring my older Macs to a crawl. It would like cripple it. And here it is just like, eh, eh. It's like nothing. I mean, you know, I'm I'm editing multiple layers of 4K video when you're exporting that thing 
My fan, my fan will go on pretty much right when I press export on the previous twenty nine, late twenty nineteen MacBook Pro, almost constantly. It would the fan would go off even if I wasn't even doing video editing. Straight up, like if my web browser was open, there's a bunch of tabs open. Maybe all of a sudden you're like, what? What are you? What are you doing? Like, why are you going off? And I think that's one of those understated things where people don't realize, and I don't think it's maybe talked about enough, is the fans just don't go off on this thing. And it yeah. makes like your work experience so much more kumbaya. Like it makes mm-hmm. a difference. Um, and I think this thing is incredible. Before the year started, we had anticipated, hey, this could be kind of like the year of the Mac, right? Yeah. The return of the Mac, if you know what I'm uh, saying, baby. I mean, I'm, I'm going to call it like, you know, product of the year to be yes, honest that's what i put in my I review mean, yes I yeah that too. product of the year like not just like of apple stuff like yes. i think of tech consumer tech yeah. um yeah i mean just like what they're able to squeeze like the performance power efficiency into like a system on a chip like the reason you have like all those fans going off on like PCs and other older MacBook Pros is like, you know, you've got like different chips, right? You've got your AMD chips or, you know, you've got your discrete, uh, you know, graphics and everything, graphics and all that. So you obviously need a heatsink and, and cooling chambers for that. But like Apple, just like, I mean, if this is like Gen 1, exactly. Talk to me when next year and the year after, we're going to be like, <laughs> well, that, that, what's that's what's interesting when you put that out. All right. So, the M1 MacBook Pro, you know, like you said, and for me, even after I did my review, right after I said, look, I don't know if this is going to turn out this way, but I feel like this is the product of the year in all of tech, right? Yeah. And it's, as time has gone on, it's, to me and you, it's bared out that way. But you look in the future, it's like, hey, Apple still has to release their, and this is not going to be for everyone, but right. Apple still has to release their Mac Pro desktops. Mm-hmm. We're expecting an iMac pro level machine and this is again we're only two years into the m1 you know development process yeah it's going to get a lot crazier and then we know that other uh companies and brands they'll work on similar styled chips and you know there will be a gap that ends up kind of closing over time it won't happen in a year maybe take a Mm -hmm. couple or a few more years than that but um it's kind of crazy how the mac is the most exciting product you know from Apple where this is a time where PC sales in general, other than the pandemic, you know, um, having people work from home, PC sales for years have been declining. People were not buying, right, right. you know, desktops and laptops. Um, Apple's earnings showed that they're, they're bucking that trend. Yeah. I mean, good for them. You know, they've been humming along for what, 30, 40 years now, 40 years, <laughs> 40 years. For almost almost 40 years yeah almost, almost a, uh, a trillion dollars just humming yeah i mean and you know obviously they've won like the coffee shop mind shares the college campuses and you know workplaces and all that but like for the last couple of years it also very much stagnated you know fell off you know the quality control for and the and the features just weren't on on par for 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 a lot of users you know the keyboards um, you know, the defective like uh, lamination on the screens and all that stuff, just quality control was not good. You know, it, obviously the ports and removing all the ports and just being so like cocky and thinking like, okay, we don't, we don't need these things and stuff, but you know, they've really kind of uh, walked back on some of this and it's, a, I'm glad that they walked back on it. You know, there's no shame in admitting that you messed up, just do right. 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And all will be forgiven. And Apple has been forgiven many times. Every a, a lot of companies are forgiven. Like you Absolutely. know, Galaxy Note blew up, and you know everything's fine now. So yep. you know, just do right. And I think Apple did right. Even even like features like the notch, which honestly are not problematic at all. Like way overblown. Um, I mean, yeah. So. At, at the end of the day, I stopped complaining about it because I bought the machine. Um, yeah, I'm. I bought the machine. So hey, yeah, me, I mean, me too. Embrace the notch, right? You embrace it yeah. if you bought it. And so it's 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 a it's an expensive machine. Um, and hopefully hopefully some prices will will come down. Um, and but I do think that you know next year's models are going to come out and then the, this year's models are going to like drop dramatically. Cause like, if you've ever seen like some of the sales for like the M one MacBook air and M one MacBook pro, uh, the regular 13 inch, like these things are like a couple of hundred bucks off yep, now, like yep, two hundred yep. to 200 dollars off. And I'm like, dude, that is a killer deal to get a M one MacBook air for 800 bucks. Exactly. I was going to say, I was, so, I was like, that's a machine that my mom is going to be able to use for literally at least five to 10 years, quite honestly. Exactly. So like, just think about these machines, just like base model coming down in price next year uh, at the third party channels. I mean, there's a really, I, I think there's a really good roadmap ahead. Yeah. And I'm very excited for Mac. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Matt, M1 MacBook Pro, whether it was the M1 Pro, the M1 Max, that is easily our first. I mean, we, we unanimously agree on that. Yep. If you're watching and you didn't say that as your top thing for the year, like, <laughs> I don't even care. Like, just leave. No, no, don't leave. Don't leave. Okay. All right. Um, I guess my other good Apple of the year is also Mac related. I had to throw in the M1 iMac. I thought the M1 okay. iMac stood out as kind of, you know, Everyone was hoping, oh, where's the larger screen iMac? Guess what? It's going to come in time just like people are like, oh, the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro 13 M1. Where's my ports? Where's the larger screen? It's going to come. But what we saw with the M1 iMac, I mean, I love how Apple is doing this thing where they're pulling back from the past. They're bringing some of the retro flavor of of the Mm -hmm. DNA of their company and then modernizing it. I think the M1 iMac is a perfect example of that. You get the colors. Whether or not you like the white bezel or not, I don't care. I still think it's gorgeous. But also just the utility of the machine. It sounds stupid. And I think you you ripped me on this of like, why would anyone like move their M1 iMac around? And <laughs> I kid you not, you know, I, I don't. You're just I don't, dragging it around back and forth. <laughs> for, you, for those, for when, when we get back to the point where people are going back to coffee shops regularly, we don't know when that's going to happen. You're going to be that guy. I'm not going to hate on anyone that does that anymore. I'm like, good for you. Like that is, you know, it weighs like 10 pounds. You put it on like your kitchen table. You put it in like a corner in a bedroom. Like you, you can move around. People are like, why would I move my Mac around? This is not why I'm calling it one of the good apples of the year. I just think that the machine, again, it's using the M1. It's thinness. It's a consumer device for the consumer. Killer machine. Speakers. Oh, man, I guess we should add this to the, to the good things of Apple. I think Apple's audio across the mm-hmm. board on their um, yeah. on their products has taken up another level in 2021 the m1 iMac specifically and the MacBook Pro the speakers sound phenomenal so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the m1 iMac in my list of good apples this year I agree uh, I think it's a terrific computer um, a lot of the features that everyone is really concerned about you know knee-jerk reactions oh white bezels you know the performance it's only got eight gigs or whatever um, I think that was overblown um, and I mean, the screen itself is just so good, you know, a 4.5K retina display. Um, and it really just makes everything like kind of disappear, right? You're just looking at the content and it's 
all fast and pretty fluid. Um, yeah, I think it's a terrific machine. It's reasonably priced, mm-hmm. um, especially for the screen, right? Like you really can't build your own like kind of a version of that. Even if you buy like a Mac mini, you're not going to get that kind of display uh, with that color kind of a, like color gamut and accuracy yep. and pixel density. So I, I would say uh, good choice. Thank you. Th- thanks, Ray. I really appreciate that because sometimes you haven't said that. Um, I looked, uh, I mean, you- I mean, I would have loved if you uh, had done a Return of the Mac video with the iMac. <laughs> Bro, it takes time to do this. There's, there's a thing called the pandemic. That was a terrific video. I really wanted to shout that out just because oh, like, it just made me laugh so hard. And Ooh. I was watching it like on my big screen TV, like OLED. I was just like, I, I'm just, you were hyping it up. The premiere, it, you didn't let me down, man. <laughs> I, honestly, I really so hyped good. things up. I was like, I mean, I really, not only was I proud of it, I thought it was just like fun and I enjoyed it. And I'll be, you know, whatever, sidetrack for people that don't know that might be watching for the first time. I do these like parody music videos once in a while when I, when I can cobble up my brain to really do that. And I'll tell you that video actually is, I guess two years in the making because it was originally actually going to be for the Mac Pro originally. Oh, okay. And I was all lined up to do it. And then I had to kind of basically shoot another element that would kind of complete it. Pandemic hit, <laughs> stopped working with, you know, anyone that could help me shoot, right? And then as things kind of opened up, as I knew the um, M1 MacBook Pro was coming, I didn't know what it was going to be yet. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. Maybe I should just save this for the M1 MacBook Pro because this thing is going to be like all things pointed like this to be the thing for this year, right? And then so I rejiggered the lyrics. I re-recorded the lyrics. I sent it to my guy <laughs> who mixes the audio. Um, I then shot parts of it. And then we went to shoot all that stuff outside of the Apple Tower Theater store. In fact, you know, I asked Apple just to give them a heads up. Um, hey, can I shoot in your store? Like I wanted to do it in the store, right? Like yeah, super yeah. glam and I, I know you haven't been have you have you been to the Tower Theater store yet or not? I've not. I've seen a lot of pictures. Yeah, I've seen your tweets and all that stuff. Yeah. It's it's gorgeous and it would make an epic backdrop. But they're like, No, we don't want to let you in the store. So I'm like, fine. I'll just shoot it on the outside of the store, which still looks awesome. Yeah. So that was literally a, a music video two years in the making. So I'm glad that it paid off and people that watched it like it's so out. good. I got I I, I want to just put that on repeat, just like <laughs> I'm just working and you know just going off. No, you get, if you guys haven't seen the video, definitely check it out oh, and man, just like the- just just keep it on loop. You know he deserves the views. <laughs> thanks, thanks for the love, bro. Okay, so let's go to you know another I guess good Apple or thing that stood out okay. for them this year from you. Okay, this is maybe a little lame for some people, uh, but it is it was a big one for me. Um, I'm gonna say AirTag. Ooh. You know, like I'm a guy who constantly misplaces my keys um and like when i was at the when i when i used to work in an office before the pandemic you know like i'd constantly like misplace it all over the office like i'd leave it by the printer because like you know my keys has like a a little like a knife on it so i'm like cutting boxes i'm moving it i'm opening things i'm using a screwdriver or whatever constantly lose it my apartment is like pretty small and it's kind of a mess right now because it's just filled with boxes for like, you know, review units and return labels and all that kind of stuff. So it feels like it's a storage unit. And so like, you know, I'll get a package, I'll like open the thing and I'll for- get so excited and forget where I left my keys. And so like, for me, having that kind of like precision finding feature has been such a godsend. I know it's so corny and a lot of people are like, oh my God, it's like an air tag or whatever. But like, 
so many times I've used it. I'm like, oh, right. I always forget that there's a feature exists, but I'm like, I can actually find my keys in this pile. It's always like, always like behind some, some other crap. So um, I think it's great. I love, I love that you can customize it. Uh, the, the air tags themselves, you know, you can put a little engraving on it. And uh, yeah, I bought my sisters, uh, you know, a bunch of them for, for when we were traveling um, and, and they're, they're affordable. I, 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 and you know, so, and I trust Apple with my privacy. So yeah, yeah, um, I know there are concerns about people using to like, you know, uh, steal cars and stuff like that, or, you know, stock people like, you know, obviously any technology can be weaponized. Um, so, so don't, don't be that bad person, man. Don't be, don't be a D bag. Don't be that. Don't be a bad apple. Don't do that. <laughs> don't be a bad apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that's a great one. I didn't think of it, but. I agree. It comes down to really the person and how you use it because, for example, I throw it in a couple bags and um, that I know I just don't want to lose and can't lose. Yeah. And I haven't used them yet. My keys, I just kind of throw them in a corner typically, but, you know, I could say, uh, how about this, more careless, Brian, not that I'm saying you're careless, <laughs> like five, ten years ago, would have lost his keys all the damn time, like all the time. <laughs> and so yeah. I think that I, I, I totally agree with you, though. For me, it may not be a standout. I thought it was a great product, but it's not on my quote unquote top tier list. But yeah, I'm a, I'm with you on that. I'm with. You. I, I think I think uh, for me, it's like the beginning of something, right? Yes, and I yes. think that they can implement precision finding into more uh, accessories. Like I'd love to have that. I know they have like the new MagSafe wallet that like like reminds you, like okay, you left your wallet behind or whatever, you know. But like if they could implement that into more features, like even like into your your mac or whatever you know like you get more precise location tracking uh i mean i think that would be great i totally agree and it is the you know like anything it is the first year they still haven't even flipped on a switch and i had asked them about this like hey is is there a way that if we have family sharing with uh with an icloud account at least you have like a very specific group of people i think that's something that needs to be opened up like you know family sharing you got a lot of parents that have kids Right. You know, mom and dad or partners should be able to know where their kid is if and both be able to see that. And so I think that that's the next step. You know, it's it's a software thing, but I think they're probably feeling out how are people going to use this? Do we need to like let's not go and completely open this up right away. Let's just kind of take baby steps with it because there are privacy and security concerns that may mm-hmm. come up that they never even thought about because like you said, people like to weaponize there is a small group of people that like to weaponize technology and you can't mm-hmm. just give them like everything yet just just ease into something specifically like this so okay i'm down with that all right do you want to hear right. um my not so sexy uh good apple of the year not so sexy huh i don't think it's that sexy but i think it's actually important i think it shows the evolution of apple um i'm gonna say apple services they hit. Oh, hmm. look at oh, oh wow! He made an ugly face there. <laughs> I was not expecting ugly. that. <laughs> okay, the reason why. <laughs> damn it! I look really. I thought, I thought you were gonna say like apple polishing cloth or something. <laughs> oh, I have that, but that's on a different list. I actually have that, but it's on a different list. <laughs> oh damn! Okay, we got. Um, that's uh, on on my other opposite list. <laughs> it is. It is okay. So it's on I, my good literally... list. Oh, it is. Damn, dude. Um, so <coughs> the reason why not only back then we've seen how Apple's evolved, like, you know, let's be real. Their product line in general, 
has just kind of gone gone with the flow, right? We know they're going to mm-hmm. always, every quarter, they're going to break their earnings just because it's record over record. I mean, I think they said in the last year, Apple made $1 billion, over $1 billion a day. Like a day. Damn. That in their in their earnings, Apple brings in one just, over one billion in revenue a day, ladies and gentlemen. Damn, just give me like five percent of that. <laughs> what do you? One percent, one percent, one percent. Doing for Apple that you even deserve that. <clears throat> so, um, I thought what was interesting is there was a said time air where, tags was great, man. Like, that's true. That's true. That's one percent worthy. I mean, that you might be the only one that has it on their list too. So I'll just give you that. Wow. Yeah, but um, you know they they pushed to kind of do this thing. Oh, we need to double our revenue. They had $18.5 billion in revenue on services. But what I thought was interesting is for me, someone who's been resistant to jump on the Apple services, I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to, I don't like to be completely locked in, literally don't, I don't want to be completely locked into an ecosystem. I'm a Spotify user through and through. I'm still a Spotify user, but I decided to, you know, get subscribed to Apple Music, finally do it for three months. And I'm like, ooh, damn, like this does integrate with the ecosystem better. Like, ooh, yeah. I like the spatial, some of, not all, but the spatial audio tracks, there are some that stand out. Again, not all of them do because it depends on how it's mixed, but I'm like, ooh, I do like this. Then, I, then I'm like, oh, let's, let's try Apple News Plus. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, it was 10 bucks a month. But as I use it now, when I look at articles that I can't read that I normally read, I'm like, damn, I really like this. And so I don't know if it's going to happen. 2022 might be the year where I just give in and do the Apple One service thing because it actually, as I started using it more as a skeptic, there I really did see the value in it. And not that I like the idea of, you know, we pay for so many services already, mm-hmm. but I'm like on the edge of doing it. And then <laughs> Apple Fitness Plus, I thought, I really think Apple Fitness Plus still growing, but yeah. as someone who likes to be active and, and work out and the convenience of it, and that's all part of the whole services thing, um, Apple Fitness Plus might be actually one of my good apples. I don't know. I, I'll, but this, I'm saying services now. It is. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid, but damn, it is really good for the ecosystem. So I'm gonna throw that on my list. I, I think that's true for most like general Apple users, right? Like you know, people who aren't super tech savvy. They actually really enjoy the services. And it's really more of a you know technical guys like us, and maybe some of the nerdier like hardcore people, uh, like PC users or Android users who want more choice, who really feel very butthurt about like, you know, being in a ecosystem or whatever. Yeah. Like don't um, control me. <laughs> right. So I can see that. I mean, I think there are some features uh, that, you know, Apple has really uh, added that I really enjoy, like features like uh, private relay, you know, hide my email. Uh, I've been using that a lot lately. Um, that's with iCloud plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I personally enjoy also uh, Apple Fitness Plus. I really like the time to walk features. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, you are big on that. I'm very big on that. Um, just because it just like gets me out and just moving a little bit. Um, I wouldn't, I don't know for me, I don't think I would rank like Apple services like a, a good Apple for this year. I think it's like a mild improvement, mild improvement. <laughs> um, not like we we had some real like, you know, standout features or you know additions to the service this year in my opinion so you know what it was it just creeped on creeped up on me and like how i used it this year right i didn't expect it to so that's why like like kind of like air tags are so valuable for you there may not be as mm-hmm. valuable for me but yeah. apple services kind of creeped up on me this year i'm like what the heck like am i really going to do this and i'm on the verge of it so i'm like okay for me 
Yeah. Okay. It was, it was a good year. So I know you're you're like, wow, Brian. Nah. I know we're going to come with more heat than that. <laughs> okay. Your your turn. Your turn, my friend. All right. <clears throat> uh, my good Apple iPad Mini Six. Ooh. Um, I really really like this iPad. Um, I own. I mean, I bought the M1. 12.9 inch iPad Pro. Yeah, that's a um, little for me. <laughs> it's a big boy. Um, and I honestly have not used it since I got an iPad Mini 6. Um, and I know that a lot of people look at the iPad Mini and think, oh, wow, this is just a big iPhone. And like, oh, you know, the nerds are going to be like, oh my God, there's like some jelly scrolling effect or whatever. But like, this is like a perfect reading device. Or like reading like it's it's like the size of a paperback right and so it's perfect for reading it's actually great for watching videos um and you know maybe maybe it doesn't have like the oled screen or my mini led um from the ipad pro and it doesn't have the same quite the same performance as the m1 but like it does so much i mean i read a lot I read a lot. I've been reading a lot of comics. Uh, a coworker just put me on like Shonen Jump, the Shonen Jump app. I've been like catching up so much of that. Nice. And it's just the perfect size. Um, and so like, I love it. I think it's a low key, like, you know, one of, one of my favorite Apple devices of the year. Woo. I, I, you know what? Yeah. I agree with you. It wasn't for me, but when I, when I reviewed it, I said, this is not a product for me personally, but it's, it's one of the best products of the year from apple without a doubt i think like it, it's so it was, it was long overdue you know yeah 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 and also the fact that it has USB-C, <laughs> like it has USB-C. <laughs> um it, it has it that's a feature that people wanted on the iphone forever and like the ipad mini got it before the iphone you know what i mean yeah and it, so it, what, what's the other thing that it did um what was there was i'm so dumb about it was was there another switch thing on it that was there another physical touch id switch yes was it I mean, they they also had the. I guess they moved the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. The touch ID buttons. on the touch ID on the power button. Like, yeah, touch ID on the power button. Yes, you know, I would love. I would love to have those are two features that in my brain was like, can we bring these to the iPhone? Like, I would love that. Like now, right? Those those two, just like that. It's on the iPad yeah. Mini. So, um, I'm with you on that. I think it's and there's a lot. It's one of those products that, I in my brain I say it's like niche but it's not because if it's in your wheelhouse it is like the perfect product it's a it's underrated i think yeah flew under the radar um but i love the colors and i love the size and form factor like i was never a mini person an ipad mini uh, person so but like this one just caught me uh, totally off guard and i was just like wow i'm using it a lot you know it's i'm using it on my sofa i'm like air airplane content to the to tv mm. Uh, something I never ever do with my phone or a bigger iPad because it's like if I've got a bigger iPad I'm like using the iPad if I've got a tinier phone then I'm like I might as well just like use my TV if I really want that bigger screen but like this is just like it's just right you know I don't know mm -hmm. for right. me it is no I think it's great okay so I honestly I don't I mean I was I was pretty hard line on my good apples so I don't have any more if you have one more that you really believe in or if you're feeling okay. like eh, it's all right but I'm good with my good apples. Like to me, it was obviously it was all about the year of the Mac, um, mm -hmm. the M1 Pro and and the iMac. And I do like your iPad Mini call out, but those those were the two standouts for me. That's it for my list, uh, right. to be honest. I'm good. I'm I'm good with that because if you like had three more things, I'm like okay. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
<laughs> oh, I got five more. I got five more. Fanboy. Okay, let's since <laughs> since we're transitioning over from good apples to bad apples and what Apple needs to work on, I have a product that I felt like fell in between. I called okay. it a kind I kind of called it a kind of bad apple, and it's a product that you had just mentioned. The mm. M1 iPad Pro. Mm. So the iPad Pro has been my one of my favorite devices. I'm a big screen iPad user. Um, you know, I read comics on it all the time. I read magazines. I travel with it. So it's like my portable kind of like, you know, computer. And I love the keyboard ability and all that stuff, right? But yeah. with the M1 and, you know, people always say don't, don't buy a product with the promise of something. Buy it because of what it can do and what it has. Mm-hmm. But again, right, M1, a lot of buzz around the idea of it coming to an iPad Pro. The mini LED screen looks amazing. But... Uh, I don't use it any different than I have. And in fact, sometimes because I have the earlier 20, when was the last time they updated the iPad Pro for the third gen before this fourth gen? Whatever it was, maybe a year ago. It was 2020. Ago, 2020? Uh, yeah, it was 2020, yeah. So it, I haven't used my iPad Pro any differently. Uh, it hasn't given me any feel of like performance boost that was necessary. There was no software improvements that really leveraged the new iPad Pro. There were no new apps. You know, I've been begging for this from day one and it still hasn't happened. And maybe it will or maybe it won't. You know, whether we get Final Cut Pro or get, <laughs> you, you know, higher end, like literally truly parts yeah. of their ecosystem on a Pro device. The M1 iPad Pro, great display. Great if you're someone who maybe bought one three or four years ago and wanted to upgrade. But I really didn't use it that much and it was kind of disappointing. Like, in fact, if I could have, I was on the verge of returning it after a month, and I said maybe we'll see something at WWDC, and I held on mm-hmm. to it. Uh, I think I would have been fine with just my current iPad Pro before the M1 iPad. So, Pro. so you want you want macOS on there? No, no, no. I no, I don't want macOS. I okay. just want more apps. I don't want macOS on it. I know we've talked about yeah. this in our yeah, past yeah. podcasts. I, I was going to say, are you going to change your stance? Yeah. No, no. I want it to leverage. The pa- I want it to actually use more of its power and show me mm-hmm. software that says, hey, this is actually a different next level up, much like the M1 MacBook Pro was a completely another level up from what we've seen yeah. before. That didn't happen with the iPad Pro. So it, it let me down. I still think it's good for some people, but it's kind of a it's kind of like a meh Apple for me this year. Yeah, I was kind of a. I was excited at first, and then it just kind of like quickly fell off a cliff. And I was just like, "This is." This, I mean, I guess this, the black levels are a little darker. Yeah, <laughs> uh, screen's brighter for sure. Um, yeah, I wasn't as excited for it after after a couple of weeks, um, and just that's why when the iPad Mini came, you know, I was just like, oh, "Well, goodbye." Um, yeah, I mean, I I agree that you know you you shouldn't buy a device for the promise of what what's maybe com- maybe coming around the corner especially in software like everyone's like okay maybe I'll have mac os or maybe they'll reboot like you know ipad os but it's like you shouldn't buy it because of that you should buy it for what it is right now um but i also think you know they kind of just did it just just because they could you yeah, know yeah great because they could um and that's you can look at it kind of like glass half all half empty which is like you know uh this this is pointless or you can be like you know this is an ipad that's like the end of all ipads this ipad will literally last you the next 10 years like think about how many software updates this thing will probably get an m1 chip like if this thing like slows down in like 
three years, then there's a, there's a problem. This thing should last for it. This should like cruise for like, you know, the next eight updates, you know, <laughs> it's true. Like the only, the only th- reason that someone would, who has an M1 iPad pro might update is if they put an OLED display that gives you, you know, less of the uh the glow because of the nature of the mini led tech right mm-hmm. um the halo effect uh when you have like really bright whites against really dark oh the blooming that's, right the blooming. Yeah, the blooming yeah so that that's the only you know that's the only thing that would maybe be like okay other than throwing and like you said software wise th- whatever they do this should still be able to run it <laughs> right yeah it like, should it really, it really should whatever they do so um you know we'll look we'll look to the future but that was kind of my it was like my tweener, like it's kind of a. I don't want to say it's a bad app, but it's yeah, it's, it's like a mad apple for me. Right. I was disappointed because it's, it's, it's one of my favorite apple. products. Yeah, it's a mad apple. All right, all right. <clears throat> Am I going? Bad boys, I'm, or you have something that's the, kind of. I'll, I'll jump to the bad boys. I'm gonna jump okay, to let's bad go the bad boys. Okay, we're gonna go here, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. now moving into the dark side. This is the side where Apple watches and says, "We ain't gonna send you products no more." i mean it's possible but you know i'm subjective uh, criticism man i'm controversial what can i say (laughs) no i try to be fair everyone knows that i'm very fair um and i wouldn't say something unless i really felt strongly about it and this is one thing i was very vocal about that i don't think anyone else was as vocal about and that was the camera switching on the iPhone 13 pro so annoying. It was so annoying and jarring and disorienting that I had to like, you know, I had to position my review as that review, you know, did not bring me pleasure to never brings me pleasure to be like, you messed up, (laughs) you know, like to anybody, (laughs) to any company, to any product. Um, But, you know, as a journalist, as a reviewer is my, my 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 job and kind of like my my integrity on the line to to be as honest about something you know and you know i've reviewed a lot of phones i test these cameras rigorously do these insane camera comparisons and so like i'm not speaking from like you know a position of like you know like i I don't know what i'm talking about i'm speaking from like you know experience and authority you know i've done a lot of testing and you know uh, for those who don't know, the iPhone 13 Pro launched with the camera, which automatically switch. I guess it still does, right? Like it, it switches between the, the box, yes. technically still does out of the box, switches uh, to to macro mode as soon as you just take your phone and just kind of like go closer as, you know, a couple of a couple, a couple of centimeters, right? From a subject. And uh, you know what? I didn't like that. It reframed the image, you know, sometimes I couldn't get the shot I wanted because it was just like at that threshold uh, between the cameras and Apple seems to have agreed with me, you know, they went and added a switch to the settings and iOS 15.2 just came out and they added a physical macro toggle button right in the camera app. So you don't have to go into the camera settings. And I think for a lot of people that's Apple listening, um, but also like, you know, they should have launched with that out of the box. Um, then my review wouldn't have been like that. Would have been a perfect review. I called it like the perfect iPhone or whatever, you know, like we're nearly perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like that was a misstep for them. Um, and I think they messed that up. And hopefully, they learn from their mistakes. Um, you know, when you roll out a, a camera feature like that, you should give, especially pro users, choice. 
Um, and yeah, that was a bad apple for me, man. Just like very annoying. Um, and they didn't really want to admit it, admit to it at first. And then when everyone starts seeing it and everyone was talking about it, they were just like, okay, well, okay. Now it's a problem, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I put it in my review as well and showed it and it was just, it was just jarring, right? As a consumer, it was jarring. Yeah. Whether you're a pro or not, it was like, I'm sure most people that let's say don't pay attention to the nitty gritty of this stuff and they use it, they might've been like, whoa, what just happened? And then they'd ignored it because like, oh, it's Apple, right? They, they, yeah. they really it may not have made an impact on them, but I think from a usability standpoint, I didn't like it either. And like you said, there are times where you were like pushing your camera and all of a sudden it would jar. You're like, I don't want that shot. I don't want that angle, right? right? Like, exactly. That, that, was the thing. that was the thing. And so I'm glad they put a toggle in. I mean, I think that one of the things that has stood out um, from Apple this year is you can tell that they've changed a little bit and where they're listening more more to like uh, feedback. We, we saw what they did with, the Safari uh, mobile browser in beta, um, they really took feedback from people during the beta process. And actually, yeah. initially they moved the uh, URL search bar to the bottom and permanently had that. And I remember when I talked to them about it, I'm like, hey, is there like a, I said, I don't know if you're gonna do this, but can we have like a classic mode back? Because I know people like my mom, yeah. which is a majority of your users, yeah. are gonna freak out about this, right? Yeah. Like people like, you know, like, oh, it's a little more accessible, it's more adaptable. But like, even at that, I was like, my brain was kept on going to the top. and. So it was good that they were like, okay, we're gonna give people the option to put the URL bar at the top or the bottom, right? Um, they People gave them feedback about the tabs on a Safari on the desktop. They weren't like as mm -hmm. visually distinctive. They corrected that and at least responded to the feedback. And you know, we know that sometimes Apple, they, they do, it's not like they're necessarily blind to things, but they have an idea and kind of like once it's in that world, this is the this is the right way to do it, right? And when people mm -hmm. enough people are saying, um, actually, it's not, or can you give us an option, right? Then, then they listen. So I thought that over the past year they did listen a lot, and even look at the MacBook Pro after years of criticism <laughs> and people saying, "Give us back the uh, the scissor switch keys, give us back ports, give us get rid mm -hmm. of the touch bar and just give us the function row." They did. And it takes time, you know, for that correction to happen, but it happened. So I do say that they are listening and I'm glad that they listened to um, the criticism about the camera because I had it too. So yes, I think it was a bad yeah. apple turned good apple. Yeah. Yeah, it was or, a bad apple turned good apple, but uh, it was bad apple nonetheless, you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So to piggyback on kind of what you're talking about, um, this is probably the biggest theme. I guess I have a theme for um, a bad apple is that, Apple is having more and more software issues across the board that are kind of starting to rear its head, and I think it needs to be addressed. And what I mean by that is subtle things where um, one one thing might be, at least that you say externally, macOS Monterey, you know, flagship operating system showcasing. This has happened, starting to happen a lot where they kind of roll out features at WWDC that don't make it by the end of the year now. And okay. I think that if you're going to showcase that and say the OS is going to be ready by winter or fall, then it should be. And it's what we expect. So something like universal you're talking control. About, yeah, yes. there we go. Yeah. Universal control. Honestly, a pretty killer feature if you're the type of user that wants to take advantage of it. Like Killer feature, like actually yeah. the most exciting feature about macOS Monterey, in my right. opinion. Not ready to go. In fact, 
not ready to go by the end of this year. Um, I th- I believe their website updated to say it'll be available in spring of next year. Well, guess yeah. what? WWDC is in June, which is right at the end of spring. And so this is a feature, and I know it requires them to talk to different devices, and I will give them the benefit of the doubt because I have, you know, we heard it was a couple of years ago where there's a mass exodus of software engineers. We also have the fact that pandemic has prevented them from working together. And I think some of this stuff, you need to be hands-on next to mm-hmm. the iOS developer, next to the iPad OS developer, next to the uh, Mac OS developer to make this work properly. But nonetheless, you know, we start to see more things like this. I don't know if you had this issue um, beyond even, so universal control is one of those things where like, that's a bad apple that should have come out this year, but it's also kind of indicative of some of the software stuff that they have going on. Um, yeah. the other thing is that I don't know if you remember or had this, but did you get the iPhone 13 pro and sometimes your screen would just lock up and the touchscreen would just not work at all. Did you ever get that? Never seen that. I got it. I mean, constantly. And I I've heard other people. And I was, I, at first I was like, Oh, maybe it's just me. Just restart the phone. But it started happening a lot where, Literally, you just see your screen, and no matter what you touch, nothing happened. And so, weird. They did resolve it, but they, you know, they didn't outright acknowledge that it was an issue. And I know right. more than enough people did have it, but it's just some things like that that I know software is hard. I'm not saying that I'm any nowhere near as smart as these people, but I do think, like across the board, um, and I think they know this that their software uh, time cycle and delivery and polish has dropped off a little bit, a little over the past, I would say maybe two years or so. So I think that's something that needs to be addressed. Dude, I had the exact same thing on my bad Apple list, uh, you know, announcing features at, uh, too early and not rolling them out, um, not being to have that follow through, um, which is something you see from so many other companies like Google and Microsoft. It's like, okay, here's an awesome new feature. It's coming. It'll be there. And then it's like, it's a- they just either, they either just make the cutoff or don't make the cutoff, right? Like Apple does this all the time now, especially with like the pro camera features. Um, yeah. So what was it? Pro raw, right? Yeah, pro, uh, pro raw, yeah. So like that was a feature that didn't come out for a little bit after, until after launch. So, I mean, maybe just don't announce those features, right? I think they want something big and splashy for dub but also at the same time, it's like so disappointing when the feature doesn't roll out, you know, that's something very unApple like, you know, they always like over promise or under under promise and over deliver. Um, and now they're kind of like flipping, flipping it a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's very weird. Um, but also I, I wonder how much of that has to do deal with like, obviously a, like you just mentioned pandemic working, uh, challenges, but also maybe like internal restructuring or like kind of priorities, you know, there's a lot of products rumored for next year. Um, especially maybe this like AR mixed reality VR headset thing. Um, the Apple car has now been like reshuffled under reportedly under Kevin Lynch. Um, so like, you know, maybe a lot of the software engineers or a lot of people who are working on some who would have been working on these features have been reassigned to work on some other stuff or, you know, top secret apps, you know, who knows? I mean, you, we know that, look, no matter how many people, no matter how big you are, no matter how valuable your company is, Apple has so many different product categories now, like they're, they're going to be spread thinner than they ever were before. Just, just by default of all the things they're currently doing, and all the things that they may be doing. So um, I just think that when it happens, 
feels like they're starting to happen like every year there's always one thing it kind of builds this reputation in your mind like okay the the polish is just not there at the level as it used to be and i know that's something that they pride themselves on so yeah. I'm sure they know it needs to be addressed, and I'm hoping maybe that's in one of those fixes or corrections that we end up seeing, you know, in the next couple of years. It may not happen overnight, but I, I definitely think it needs to get fixed. For sure. Okay, you're up, um, bro. What, right. what, you, what mean, else you got? I mean, for me, I don't know if it's a bad apple. It's more like a meh apple, to yeah, be yeah. honest. Um, and that's really just this year's software updates, iOS 15, and honestly, also Mac OS Monterey. Um, and iPad OS pretty, too, quite honestly. iPad OS too, um, and and Watch OS as well. Um, basically, all the software is very safe. You know, very paired back. Um, like you know, I'm I was trying to think of what features were even like stand out on iOS 15. Like I guess focus mode. I don't even use it. I had to turn all that stuff off because it was just messing up all my notifications. I think they implemented focus mode in the wrong kind of way. Uh, instead of like you know. Right now, the way it works is like you have to whitelist every app, and I think you're you should just like add the apps that you don't want notifications mm, from everything out and just let that in because like I'm adding like so many apps into this thing. I'm like, hmm, I have to think about every single app. I'm like, do I want this in a timely fashion? Do I want? Is this a high priority? Should I let this one in in an emergency situation or whatever when I'm working, when I'm sli- like, mm-hmm. you know, out or wherever? And it's just very annoying. Um, to set up. And I think if they just flipped it around the other way, it would have been super easy to set up and it's wouldn't have been so confusing. Um, but generally I was pretty like pretty mad about the updates this year. I feel like it didn't really like elevate the experience itself. Um, and yeah, everyone's going to run out and update their devices cause it's free. Um, but like, I don't think there was anything game changing other than like universal control, which didn't even ship. I was looking forward to that. I mean, I'm using my MacBook right now the same way I used Big Sur and using iOS 15 basically the same way as I'm using iOS 14, you know? Sure, I guess uh, notification summary at the end of the day or <laughs> whatever. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I mean, big whoop. You know what? So I think it's really interesting it it it's now rolling out and i got some extensive time to like really kind of try and play with shareplay and i actually think shareplay's really badass but no one's using it yeah like, you know and it's unfortunately it's kind of a little too late right now again things might change and we hope we don't want to see another lockdown this feature would have been obviously prime during yeah. the peak of COVID. And obviously it is a reaction to that. And that, you know, a lot of companies put in like software features like, oh, do more things from home, you know, through your screen now um, as things change. And that's that's great. But like SharePlay is awesome, but I have no one that uses it. I literally don't know anyone that like, do you want to watch, like I'm a big NBA junkie. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys, do any of my buddies want to watch a game with me on SharePlay on the NBA app and uh-huh. you have to buy NBA League Pass. No, none of my buddies do. And I'm like, that'd be fun. It would be like, hey, we're sitting on the couch. None of them want to do it. Um, do nah, you man, you want to you want to invite people to just literally sit on the couch, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, do you do you want do you want to watch um the latest Hawkeye episode together? <sighs> yeah, but no one wants to do it on SharePlay with me. Like, I don't have a single person saying, hey, you want to watch this together? No. So there's always also features where our 
consumer behaviors have to change to to get used to it. Um, you know, force force touch was something that I thought was amazing. I use it, but not enough people used it, and they got rid of yeah. it. Right? Um, yeah. Share play. I actually think it's if I was in a long distance relationship, which I was back in the past, I would use share play all the time. <laughs> Maybe that's who it's for now, right? But yeah. beyond that group, I just unfortunately don't see people using it. And then when you look at everything like you talked about lacking features ipad os finally was able to get like widgets right right like large size widgets yeah. that weren't on the sidebar that should have happened when it launched like everyone should have happened last year with ios 14 yes. <laughs> and and then they get it in ios 15 and it's like why wasn't like honestly this couldn't have been you did it on the iphone last year you couldn't have done this on ipad os at all and it's like yeah. you can now have customizable widgets on your home screens and not mm -hmm. on the side tab like so yes i agree that software overall and it kind of piggybacks on a lot of things that we're saying a little meh this like meh overall yeah and so again i think SharePlay is amazing but no one's using it so then is it you is it that amazing not really, right? Not really, in my opinion. Hey, you want you want to watch an episode of Hawkeye uh, together on Disney Plus on SharePlay? <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, wait how many how many people can watch together at once? Oh, let's get a whole party. You can let's get a whole, get a whole party like, going. <laughs> I think it actually goes up to the limit of uh, face. I think it was it was around thirty people or so. Like seriously, who wants Brian's phone number? <laughs> I know that's the other thing, right? You're like. Eh. But how about put it on the, it on the screen right now? The, the other thing is like when I watch like a, a Marvel show or something, I'm like intensely watching. I don't want to talk crap, right? Yeah. Maybe we should watch something more casual on Disney Plus, like <laughs> right? a movie we've seen already. But again, again, that's the point. Like people just aren't doing it. Um, but I think it's a great mechanic. I hope it changes. But right now, yeah. Eh. Yeah. Any any other bad apples? Well, um. Yes, I do. Uh, there's two. One that we've shared that we'll talk about that that okay. that, uh, that might polish this whole seg this whole uh, show off. But um, no, the thing that also sticks out to me, I've been waiting for it. I will keep complaining about it until it happens. Apple has no smart home identity. Mm -hmm. Apple's HomePod strategy needs to be stronger. Um, right? They got rid of the HomePod, which was expensive, but was an amazing, it's one, it's honestly, it's one of my favorite products, the full-size HomePod. I only bought it when it was a refurb on sale at Best Buy, and I got them for like 179 at one point. Um, but, you know, I wasn't going to pay, I think, did it launch at 349 or 399 at the time? It's somewhere like around that, yeah. there, right? Yeah. It wasn't, it was too expensive when it came out, but now look, they realize that, okay, regular HomePod completely eliminated, We've got the HomePod Mini, which is nice and cute. Doesn't sound nearly as good, so it the sound quality, uh, you know, that upsell or that reason to buy it is not compelling for me. But I just they had talked about how they were going to launch, and part of this is the other partners, this new uh, consortium of companies that were going to make all these smart home products compatible across all platforms, to kind of open up the products that they have. That still hasn't launched yet. Um, does that matter? Is it called matter? It matter? Yeah, I think it's right. matter or thread or like, whatever it is. Yeah, it, I think it might be matter. It starts with an M. You're right because they changed. Yeah, the I name think of okay. It. I think it's matter. They changed the name of it, um, and that still hasn't rolled out. So that you know, Apple's still limited to literally like a few 
like 100 devices versus these other companies are, I kid you not, 50,000 compatible smart home devices. You might say, I only need four. It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> the breadth of that is incredible. Um, and so I'm part of it is tied to Siri, right? Part mm -hmm. of it is that Siri hasn't changed at all either. They've had John G and Andrea from Google who I thought by now might we might see something different from Siri. We still haven't. So it appears that they're kind of still keeping the the same backbone of Siri and adding a few things here and there, but not fundamentally changing it to be as smart and as versatile as something like Google or Alexa. So I just think that that needs to be figured out because, for example, I mean, you know, I recently moved into a home and in normally I think my brain would be like, what works with the Apple ecosystem? And that's not where I'm thinking about at all. I'm like, hmm. Nest, hmm. I think that's what I'm gonna do, right? I've uh, Arlo, mm -hmm. maybe, but I'm not thinking about like what's the most compatible home system <laughs> with Apple. Hell no, that's not even where I'm going now because I'm already mm -hmm. like I'm I'm far gone past. That. I think most people are, and Apple maybe maybe they've given up that race a little bit too. Maybe they realize like we just can't compete in that space. I don't know, but they don't have a strategy for it. I mean, there are rumors that you know Apple's working on something for next year. Uh, some kind of like, you know, more integrated HomePod like uh, smart display, maybe, um, or Apple TV. Um, and I mean, you never know if they integrate it with an Apple TV and the price is affordable or something like that, you know, that could really move, move a lot of units. Um, I, I personally think, you know, they should be integrating it with maybe their smart homes, uh, you know, platform with like some kind of like sound bar or like, you know, mm -hmm. um, something like that, that connects to TV. Um, I think, uh, yeah, there's still a lot of work that they need to do. Um, and I mean, Apple has so much money. They're not going to just give up on it. Right. Um, yeah. and it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a platform that they continue to be very slow at. Um, and who knows, maybe, maybe, Maybe this AR platform or mixed reality platform has something to do with their home strategy. Maybe, maybe they realize they messed up and that now they're kind of starting from scratch. So yeah, I, I would agree that it was a meh, bad Apple, whatever. Yeah, it's still, you know? still a let. How it's like still a let, a let down, down for me, right? Yeah, right? it's just like let's let's go already on this. You know, I'm, gro <laughs> I'm, gro I'm growing up. Grow up with me, okay? Yikes! <laughs> Damn. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> I'm a grandpa now, and I still don't have any, any, any like you I'm know devices. In my, I'm still using my original home powder because y'all suck here. Suck here. It's like let's go, let's go. Literally, like the home, the smart home is a gold mine right now. Like I mean, especially with everything yeah. happening, it's a gold mine that they are completely missing out on. So, um, yeah, I put that on my. Hope, list. Hopefully, hopefully, it's not too late. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, in a weird way, it's rarely ever too late for Apple because they, they mm -hmm. can shift trends, right? Yeah. They're, they're so big, and we've seen it enough now where, you know, they can even swallow up an app and make it a feature on their phone, and people forget <sighs> about what that app was, which is really sad, right? It's it like, as someone who is, you know, pioneers the independent, like, creators, that's sad, right? And it happens all the freaking time. but All the time. All the time. So we'll see. Okay, I'm off that horse. Your turn. I mean, I, I think that's it, man. I don't really have... Bro, 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 I my... thought we had one that we both agreed on that we talked about earlier as, like, arguably the worst Apple of the year. The Apple polishing cloth. <laughs> that is ridiculous. That... Oh, that's, uh, that's on my good list. 
like, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, no. I personally, I'm not, I'm not that offended by it. <laughs> I'm not offended by it. I think it's so quintessential, like douchey Apple, like we got a policy clause and it sells out. It sells out and is like available two or three months later just cause right they could have thrown that in with the macbook pro that we paid <laughs> what what's the base price is like at least 1799 but most people that are bumping this thing up are getting it over like 2500 easy right right right, right? like let's be honest you could i, I mean you, polishing cloth you have a point the old the old macbooks used to come with a cloth for for those who are old enough to remember you know <laughs> uh they used to come with a cloth uh <laughs> And it became a huge story. That's the funny thing, right? I don't think Apple intended it to become this huge, like, kind of meme within the tech Apple community, but it became a but, thing where people are like, but I it, pre-ordered the Apple cloth. I got it. Oh, my God. And I'm like, this should have come. But here's the thing. MacBook Pro. This is not a new Apple move. I don't know why people were so shocked. I don't know if you remember, but, like, Apple once made a leather <laughs> carry tube case thing for your Apple pencil. Bro, bro. You took that thing and you slid it, and it was just like, what did this do? It did nothing. Dude. It wasn't even that great of a case. <laughs> I called that. I made a video when I first started going independent. I called it the worst Apple, the worst product Apple has ever made. And I still stand by that. That is the worst Apple product ever made. A freaking leather case for your Apple pencil. Dude. Holy crap. If if you want to complain about like stuff that is absurd and stupid and just out <laughs> ridiculous, that trumps this polishing cloth. Like at least the cloth is like, yeah, you, you're you're gonna want it because you know you're gonna wipe your screen, you know. But like an apple leather apple carrying case, <laughs> the hell can you do with that thing? I guess it it, it stop stop your apple pencil from rolling off I the mean, table. <laughs> cows cows. If it was premium leather, a cow died for that. A cow died for that. Exactly. A cow died for that. <laughs> bro uh i think what it is is more of the ridiculousness of the polishing cloth and kind of the levels the community took it made me go like this is stupid this should have been i'm not even a hater it was it was joyfully like it was hilarious but it was like really and i don't even think apple intended it to become such a big story but like then you started people seeing people be like all right i gave in i bought the apple polishing cloth yeah. because of the hype. i mean this should have been in the machine this should have <laughs> but been i think in I the machine it sold out because people were just buying boatloads of them for fun and for for like giggles, you know. Like they're just like they just wanted to flex that they had like ten of these. But, I got okay. I got ten of these. <laughs> here, here, here's the thing, okay? Because I don't want to stay on this point too long. It's like, all right, there's an Apple polishing cloth that, and they recommend don't use like these other towels or these services use right. our polishing cloth and they sold the freaking thing separately from the damn device. <laughs> the, the, uh, X, the pro display XDR has the same polishing cloth. Uh, I think it's a little bigger that came with the pro display when people spent $5,000 on that display. Why right, is it? Bro. So the bad apple is it is not in the MacBook pro. That's horrible. All right. That's, I'm going to, I'm going to buy you a polishing. cloth. <laughs> hey, will it take two months to arrive here? It'll probably take two months to get here. I mean, I'm willing to pay double for it for you. <laughs> I'm I mean, gonna... Let me check. Let me check StockX. Let me check what the bid is right now. Oh, damn, dude. That's what, are you doing it right now? I should, right? All right let, me, let me do this right now. Let's do, okay. let's do it right now. Okay. Um. So while you're doing this, I know I'm asking you things. I, I want to know if it's even on there. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. And your and your bra- our brains are like multitasking. Um, I'm curious for you. Let's, let's so we got all the good apples out of the way. We got all of our bad apples and mad <clears throat> apples out of the way. What product are you looking forward to in 2022? Out of Ooh, all the rumors, that's a good question. Out of all well, the rumors and what we know, um, wh- which product are you looking forward to next year? Give me one second. Okay, so it's not on StockX, unfortunately. <laughs> the polishing cloth is not on StockX, ladies. But I am looking at eBay, and they're going for seventy-five dollars. Are you twenty bids? 20? Come on. Yeah, it's twenty what bucks. Sixty dollars. Fifty to like seventy-five dollars is. The I'd thing say is that bid. there's actual bids on it, which that's a yeah. real number. There's a, there's a bid on it, and it's it's for one. <laughs> it's for one, not for like Losers. a. Y'all All right. Um, okay. The uh, the question that you asked me, um, what am I most excited for in 2022? Ooh, hmm. I'm going to say, I, I'm going to see that mixed reality headset. Yeah. I mean, I've tried so many of these things on my face. So many of the semi-smart glasses you know the audio uh glass sunglasses um the you know nreal lenovo hololens all this stuff google glass i've yep. been all over all over it for the last like you know HoloLens. almost 10 years yeah almost the last 10 years right yes. since uh, google glass came out so like i've seen the full spectrum basically and i want to know i really want to see how apple designs this thing so it doesn't look stupid as hell <laughs> like you'd actually want to wear this thing and also how good is the tech inside right um because if it's like you know similar to the stuff that's out there uh, that's not very good you know it needs to blow us it needs to blow blow people away and like maybe the first version is like you know expensive it's limited quantity or whatever it is uh, and maybe it's not even the glasses it's the headset itself mm-hmm. um which is most i want to see i, I want to see how i I really want to see how Apple does it. Mm-hmm. Like, how do they integrate it? How are they like powering it? Is it going to use its own chip or is it going to connect to an iPhone? Is it going to be this, you know, another accessory for your iPhone, right? And is it going to connect to your Mac? I don't know. What what are we what are we going to be able to do with it, right? Um, because I haven't seen a whole lot of like applications where I'm like, oh wow, that is a thing I would definitely want to do with these other AR glasses or AR headsets, um, and. All, I think all eyes are on Apple to 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 show off. <laughs> get it? Get 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 it? All eyes are on Apple to you know really show everyone. Look, this is how a pair of AR heads uh, an AR headset or AR glasses should look and work. You know? Yeah, I'm 100 percent with you on that. Um, everything you said, 100 percent agree. I mean, there's so much intrigue around it and. Who knows, you know, we've seen all these different uses for it. Obviously, for me, the Oculus Quest 2 mm-hmm. is by far my favorite headset right now, right? Mm-hmm. Even that's, and it's established that a combination of its hardware and software, but we already know the hardware can get better because we know the screens and the fidelity can get clearer and cleaner. And right. sure, that'll happen in the next generation. I mean, we'll see what Sony does for their second generation of PSVR. I think the limiting thing for that is the fact that it needs to work with a PS5 and we still, people still don't have a PS5. So that's going to, you know, but the gaming could be pretty incredible there with Apple's glasses, AR experience, whatever these are, right. The, the assumption is at least this first generation will be some sort of over the face goggles that are, you know, headset that maybe is a combo of AR and VR right now. I think they just need to show us, or give us an inkling of what their vision is. And if it's 
something really to me as more basic as like all the little, you know, I'm not saying it's car play on your eyes, but how can they enhance what we do day to day, whether it's walking around with directions and seeing the vision of like, this is going to eventually be moving towards a single kind of glass piece right. for AR and how it affects our normal lives. All these go glasses and goggles that I've seen, they don't make sense for even me as a user to be like, this is something that I want to use every day. And I think right. that they're going to have to show us that nugget that lets us know this is the direction we're going. And this is why you might actually, or you will want to use these every day. Because even in Oculus Quest 2, I don't want to use every day, right? I can lock in there for 15, 20 minutes, and then I got to take those things off. Now, my nephew that's nine, he could stand there for three hours, and his face looks all sweaty, and he has the freaking <laughs> rim around his eyes. But that's yeah. not what most people are going to do, right? Right. Um, so who knows? That's I think there's a lot of intrigue. And guess what? It could be totally deflated when it comes out, and we're like, <gasps> uh, but... Maybe not. It might we not even know. be announced next year. Yes, exactly. For we don't we know. know. We don't know. So I, I agree with you. 2022 out of products that we don't know exactly if they're coming or not, I'm the most intrigued by that. I will say that maybe the most intriguing consumer product coming out next year, I mean, the iPhone is always going to be at the top of that list, but let's just get rid of the iPhone, okay? Because that is okay. always going to be the most yeah. popular. Um, what product – I have one in mind – but what product do you think might be the most intriguing product of 2022 from Apple's current um, current lineup? Stable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you, I mean, it's it's hard to say. Um, I would really like a new redesigned Apple Watch. Yeah. Um, obviously, we didn't get that this year, but also, I'm not dying for like a like I, the Apple Watch is so mature now. Like you know, I don't I don't know if there's much you can do there. Um, you know, you're going to use it for the same application, just get a different design. Right. Um, and I'm not going to be a user who probably owns a Mac pro. Um, so if anything, it'd probably be like, you know, an I, I, I Mac pro, um, cause I am an iMac user. So, and I would love a bigger screen, um, and something that's like, you know, more power, you know, like mm -hmm. I could see them definitely putting like a M1 Pro or M1 Max chip in a iMac Pro and adding some more cores um, for CPUs and GPUs and honestly calling it a day for the low end at least. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I'm not really feeling like there's going to be much on the iPad front. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say iMac Pro, man. Yeah, I think it's, to me, next year is, again, is going to be another year of the Mac. Will there be a Return of the Mac remix? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if my brain mm -hmm. can come up with it. But I think that, to me, it, it's it's between the iMac Pro rumored, again, and, and the new MacBook Air. And the reason why I say MacBook oh, Air the, yeah. is I think okay. that could be really um, exciting for uh, the consumer user. Like, right? Like, that's the type of product. I forgot about that, that make, rumor, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's the type of product that could make a huge impact for just the general consumer, as well as, you know, someone like you and me who wants to be more uh, a lighter and uh -huh. still kind of like have that power. So, but those are the two products, at least from their current lineup. You're right. You're right. Most intriguing MacBook, Air. a redesigned MacBook air with a new chip um, and colors mm. like new mm. colors that would fly and that would slap, it. bro. Yeah. Everyone would go crazy for that. Um, yeah. especially if you maintain like that thousand dollar price point. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, I think so. You're right. I, I I'm not completely saying we're forgot right. about, we're, we're not saying we're right. No, now. I mean like, uh, I, I think you're, 
like like you called that one like it, that would be a more interesting uh thing to look forward to than an iMac Pro. I honestly forgot about the MacBook Air. <laughs> there's but, too many no, things, bro. There's too yeah, there's so many things. No, I definitely saw the rumors and I've seen like you know the leaks and concept renderings or whatever. Um, if those come true, that would be very exciting. Because, um, yeah. I mean, I think I don't think Apple's going to push the battery uh, higher. I think they have a bar. It's kind of like the iPad. It's been like 10 hours for like, you know, 10 years or whatever. And they have a bar of where they want it to be. And they always stick to that after, you know, it's like, but I th- I do think that it will be at least more, ha- have greater performance, same amount of power efficiency. And obviously I was a huge fan of M1 MacBook Air and MacBook Pro. The battery life is just unreal. Like it shreds my MacBook Pro. And this uh, is around 20. like 15 or 16 hours or so, or is it, I mean, was it 18 or 20? It was somewhere, it was like high. It was really, it's high. somewhere really high if you're like doing like just like web browsing or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but like definitely like 12 plus hours for like, you know, a little more uh, mixed use. So yeah, ooh, that one's good. You're all, you're all, you're all, ooh, I'm getting excited oh, already. I'm getting excited already. <laughs> I'm you know? doing the palm. I'm doing the palmy palms. Okay. I, I am. I'm going to, I know, see, you and I could talk about stuff forever, but I do want to throw this next thing out. Um, I just thought about it. Um, I think the one product that I think Apple should let go of, like whether it's in development or 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 what they're doing right now, I guess I'll go first and then I'll have you think about, you know, what okay. product would you think Apple should let go of? And this could be rumored. Like in the existing lineup? It could be existing or rumored. Okay. 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 So I'm going to give you like 10 seconds. I'm going to give our audience like a few moments to think, what, what, where are we going here? And I okay. will tell you what I think it is. I think Apple needs to let go of the Apple car idea. <laughs> I think that I had a feeling you'd say that they yeah. have too many. There's been so much <laughs> managerial turnover. There's been mm-hmm. so many reports of it changing directions. Mm-hmm. Now we're hearing the rumor that they want their idea of the Apple car will be a completely driverless car. Without a steering wheel, right? Wait, 2025 without a steering wheel and without pedals. Like that's the, that's the goal and maybe mm-hmm. fine if that's used at Disneyland on an attraction that's cool mm-hmm. but it ain't going to be like in in the general public of what we've seen in the development of cars and we know when we when I first heard like the Apple car thing I'm like oh man that's going to be really tough to pull off I'm not saying that they can't do it of course they can make a product but you know will people jump on board well the Apple car the Apple of cars is Tesla now we're seeing mm-hmm. Lucid coming out with like legitimate intriguing products i think i think it got um motor trends uh car of the year the rivian uh r1t got motor trends truck of the year so we're seeing Mm -hmm. all these huge moves from car manufacturers that are already at least coming out with cars that are in the marketplace i don't know if there's if whatever apple is trying to do and these are all rumors the fact that they've never had a clear vision they've been bouncing back and forth of what it is whether it's a car driving system or whether it's a physical car and then managers have been going off and on and now they're saying the goal is to have a driverless car yeah 2025 i don't see it and i could be wrong someone can use this on me and say i'm wrong but i'm not saying i'm never saying to i'm not saying hey don't don't follow your dreams but i just don't see it i i think you nailed it um i'm making cars is not easy (laughs) Uh, even Tesla doesn't No, even Tesla doesn't get it right. You know, there are so many issues with like, you know, just the quality of like getting the panels aligned stuff, little things like that. And if like Tesla can't get that right, like 
and they have their own factories and everything. Like, how do you expect Apple to do something like that at that scale? And also, like, how much profit margin can you make from a car, right? Like, we're talking about, like, about very expensive <laughs> products that, you know, you have to finance and all that. Um, and then, you know, I mean, there are rumors that they're going to work with other companies like Kia or whatever, um, or Hyundai or wh- whoever, but... Yeah, I think that's a project that's been like uh, rumored for so long. And like you just said, there's so much turnover and so many like they brought on, they brought back like Bob Mansfeld or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. like brought back all these executives to try to run it. And it's just like didn't work, work out. And now they're trying to reshuffle and rejigger it. Um, and I don't think they know what they want this thing to exactly. be like exactly. either. It was a car that was going to be like a Tesla like car. Then it became like, you know, maybe about the self-driving technology. Um, and then, you know. Uh, now it's apparently back on a full autonomous car with a steering wheel, or whatever. Like the, I think the project has morphed into so many things from all those, based on all the reports I read. Um, and they are playing it by ear. I mean, they can, they have the money in R and D to True. spend on this and just can it. Right. Like it'd be like, okay, yeah, well, you know, we tried. Um, and so for them, it's probably not, a waste of money you know they learn stuff and you know who knows maybe they'll take that tech and implement it on a smaller scale or whatever uh, maybe it's like some stuff that radar technology or you know lidar stuff that they can use in ar glasses or whatever you know um but yeah i think they you're right i think they should probably kill that project it feels like a big massive suck of resources and also just like the hype will never be able to live up to hype on that um and also it's not like i'm gonna run out and pre-order a frigging <laughs> Apple car for like, you know, I mean, come on, think about luxury cars and think about Apple sells premium products in every segment. Like this is not going to be like a $30,000 car or whatever, you know, like this is going to be like a hundred thousand dollar, like, you know, car that goes up against like Mercedes or something, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to be able to afford that. How am I going to be excited for something? I, I literally cannot afford. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, we've even seen with Tesla, like, over time, their their cars are, are, are they're going know, up. Yeah, yeah. They're like, it's not like their cars have become super affordable. And then yeah, over time, maybe they'll dip a little bit. But you know, look, if Apple's even competing with like, let's say by the time, and we see companies do this all the time, let's say Apple comes out with an Apple car, you don't think Tesla's going to be like, oh, we've been doing this for a bunch of years now. Let's just drop yeah. our car prices by five thousand to ten thousand dollars, right? And like, what are you going to yeah. get? A, an Apple car first gen, or are you going to get a Tesla that's been around for like I, five, I, to, five I, to eight years? I'm of the firm belief. And I, I still firmly believe this, that this is not for consumers. Whatever they're working on is not for consumers. Mm-hmm. And like, it's for Apple Park, <laughs> you know? Yo, it's for the Disney, <laughs> the new Disneyland monorail <clears throat> system. Yeah, That's it's to it's shuffle hard. people, it's to shuffle people around, <laughs> employees around, back and forth. I'm not joking. <laughs> No, I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm. I'm not even laughing at your idea. I think you're. You're probably right to a certain degree, right? Like I, I could see them developing this tech, scaling it down, and then just like you know, making it an internal thing. You know, yeah. Like, hey, look, we got our own self autonomous cars that can drive us from one side of the campus to the other. <laughs> <laughs> From the uh, Apple Park store to the Apple campus off of Lawrence Expressway. Because yeah. you can't you can't be having like other cars, you know, driving around Apple campus, Apple Park, you know. They'll look, they'll look, they'll look so dated. Those look so two, bad. Those 2025 models versus an Apple car will look so old and outdated. 
So um, absolutely. Was, I mean, maybe a middle shuffle press from like Apple Park to like Steve Jobs Theater. <laughs> yeah, one day. yeah, that's true. And everyone's like, I wrote, you know, the videos, my first ride ever in an Apple car. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, did you I mean, I know I threw the Apple car at you. Did you have any product that you think like, eh, maybe we should like any, say goodbye to it? And if you don't, products, it's OK, too. I'm trying to think if I really have to say one thing. Yeah, uh, I would probably say like. Honestly, AirPods Max. <laughs> mm. um, you know, I feel like that product is so like, meh. I mean, it's a good product. Yes. All right. AirPod AirPods team is watching this right now, and you know, just like, <laughs> no, no, no reviews for Ray. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think it launched a year ago, and like, I feel like it hasn't really like been hasn't really blown up the same way as a regular airpods have you know like it's hard I mean, when you're 549 bucks yeah and and also they're very heavy you know like i saw i saw like one dude walking around in williamsburg like a couple, couple months ago and i was like that's the first time i've ever seen anyone wearing airpods max outside um, maybe they're popular in studios or whatever but like you know if there, if I had to kill, let's say, you know, this is a hypothetical. If yes, I just yeah, yeah. had to kill one yes. product okay. because it, I felt like it wasn't bringing enough to table, um, I would say AirPods. Max. Like, you know what? That, yeah, let's. You know what? Now, since you said that, I, mm -hmm. I will so that I will also be uh, restricted from review products in the future. I'm gonna have to come. Up, <laughs> let me come up with one um, product. Like, if I had to kill, one, right? I think that's a great one because, like, look, I reviewed the AirPods Max. I think they're actually for the price and you add in the ecosystem for that user, they are worth it, but it's still 549 bucks. Like it's yeah. hard for me to recommend this to someone. I would, in a heartbeat, I would say, you know what? If you see these for like 379, 399, <laughs> I could actually get behind that and recommend them. For sure. But 549, Same. I literally can't. Um, and then you look at like, there's, I don't know if people have been paying attention. Sony's XM4s are getting deep discounts right now, like literally around yeah. $250. If you're gonna buy an over-the-air headset this holiday season for yourself or anyone, you gotta look at the Sony XM4s for that around like sub 300 price. That is ridiculous for those. That is an yeah. awesome price, but I digress. So <laughs> I'm gonna try and not say AirPods Max since you said AirPods Max and think about this. What product, oh damn, what, what product would I kill? Now this one, I'm not. I'm not going to use this. Let's one. say somebody's got a gun to your head, and you're just like, no, oh, no. fine. <laughs> Pick one, Brian. Pick Ma one. Imagine, imagine that kind of scenario where you're like, <laughs> you would say AirPods Max, right? You already got yours. This is good. Yeah. I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna cop out and say iPhone Mini because that one's that one's probably on the way out, right? That that'd be the easy way out. Ooh, God. Okay, let me really. This is sucks because I'm gonna take some dead air time to think about this. Um, oh, ah. Uh, so you chose a top tier product too, which is like not like oh entry level iPad. Let's let's say that. Let's get rid of that. And AirPods Max. I don't want to say AirPods Max now because that was a good one. It might be part of their bigger overall strategy, but if I had to say one, <laughs> it would be AirTags. <laughs> Okay, fair. Out, if we're talking about fair. a product that is getting attention and is right, like we want to make tough choices, 
AirTag. Right. That would be it. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I think it's a great product, but if you put a gun to my head right now, what he's like, would you have to eliminate from the lineup? He's like, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to say AirTags. All right. I said I did it. Okay, that that's was, fair. That was actually really hard. That was actually Kill, really Killing hard. my good apple here. Oh. Dude, we're not so, we if we had the same exact list, people would be like, "Wow, yeah. this is a really crappy show." <laughs> I mean, that that we we usually have you know different lists. So yeah, yeah, this is good. Okay, so yeah, if you had to kill one product, yours is AirPods Max, and mine is AirTags. All right, next time we're together, you know, we're gonna go out to the range and we're gonna get AirTag and an AirPods Max and put them out there and you know kill a shotgun to them. <laughs> That was amazing. All right, Ray. Uh, this was tons of fun. I hope people really in- enjoy this. Um, please let everyone know again where they can find your awesome work, bro. Uh, yeah, you guys can check out input at inputmag.com. You can also find my uh, controversial tweets <laughs> on Twitter at Ray Wongy, R-A-Y-W-O-N-G-Y. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd like to keep it spicy. I like to, you know, listen, I don't want to be too serious. I love being serious, but also sometimes I love to just mess around. Um, and I know some people like, you know, they, they go a little overboard with like looking at tweets. It's like, guys, chill out. Brian, chill out. <laughs> oh, what? What? Hey, okay. You know what? Next time, if you're going to call out a YouTuber, I want you to put names on that. I want to see receipts. I don't want you to say, hey, YouTubers, that's this. I want to see names. I want to see it's, names. Back it I'm up. Never, back it up. I, don't be afraid. Brian, I'm never talking about you. I know you're not talking about I'm, I, I only have about. good things to say about Brian, Brian's YouTube channel, yeah, honestly. Damn, damn. Uh. <laughs> I, just, I just like controversy, too. I, if someone's going to call out it, I want to... Put down the names. <laughs> put down the YouTube channels and let's just see. All what right, happens. that that's what I'll do on uh 2022. Yikes. I mean, Yikes, uh, don't do that. If you guys want to help Brian get me canceled, <laughs> don't cancel him. Don't cancel him. Don't cancel him. <laughs> cancel him. Just just don't just come him. at me. Come at me. <laughs> All right, Ray. This was fun. Um, I hope everyone. This is so much there. fun. Yeah. There you go. That was our 2021 wrap up of the good apples, the mad apples, the bad apples, Woo! and the one apple product we would kill. I might pull that out as a separate video, honestly the one apple product we would kill that, that that's kind of interesting let's it, do it it's a little, do it. It's a little spicy do it. right um all right man no review products next year after i post that. i'm just kidding <laughs> i would still i'm still gonna post this whole thing i don't care we're having fun so we're all right, having, right we'll we're having some soon. end of year fun man yeah exactly end of the year we deserve this because ces is coming up <laughs> Ooh, i mean it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a big one yeah 2022 i, I think i agree i agree all right my man um we'll talk all soon, right all right all right see you peace, peace. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Our good apples, our meh apples, our bad apples, um, what we're looking forward to next year. And then if you had to put us under the gun, which current Apple product, and not like an entry-level version of a product, which flagship product, and there's many flagships, would you get rid of out of Apple's entire lineup? I'd love to hear it. I remember, you know, early in the show, I told y'all, hey, for the one, for the 200th episode, call in, be a part of it, applebitsshow at gmail.com, record that voice memo, send it along. I want to hear, I would like to hear uh, whatever you want, but let's try to keep it a minute, minute 30. Your favorite product, the product um, you're looking forward to next year, and the product in the lineup that you would say today, Apple, just stop it, get rid of it. I know it could be a little controversial. 
So thanks again, everyone, for hanging out with us and listening. Before we go, guess what? We got to thank our Platinum Apples at the $100 level, patreon.com slash Tong. Thank you, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Freider, Jarrett Lewis, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you so much for your support, and thank you, all of you. I can never say it enough for all of your support in this, allowing me to continue to do this. Um, I'm really grateful, and hitting 200 is kind of one of those, wow, like, we did it. and. We've been doing this just for a little over three years now. Oh my God. That's even crazy to think. Time has flown by so fast. Also, remember patreon.com slash Brian Tongue. You get early access to my content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of this show, plus different bonuses like our live Zoom monthly. And then we have some little contest things going on on the Patreon as well. So go and check that out. All right, everybody. That is going to do it for episode 199. We will see you next week for episode 200. We'll see what we can mix up for that one. I don't know yet, but I want you all to call in. I want you all to be a part of the show because this show is nothing without you. So thanks so much, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.